And the turd has decided to, for lack of a better description, breach the safety of the human body. Welcome to Privy, potty enthusiasts. Privy is a podcast about privies, recorded each episode from one. I'm Hunter, and I want to take this time to wish you maybe the most prominent of holidays in February. Happy Groundhog's Day, everybody. It's very likely that if you're listening to this, you're wondering, maybe I clicked the wrong thing. I thought I was going to receive fresh and very important information on bathrooms. And have no fear, fresh and important information is on its way. However, today we are going to talk about the furry friend, Punxsutawney's own groundhogs. Um, so the furry friends, they, they actually, the cool thing is, these little guys have some insight into bathrooms and into privies. Uh, and so, honestly, like, Groundhog's Day is mostly, if not completely, a made-up holiday. Uh, and I'm sure that I have offended someone. Uh, I, I went to school with a, a cool guy whose birthday is on Groundhog's Day, so... Um, you know who you are. Happy birthday. Uh, but as Groundhog's Day is mostly a made-up holiday, but which ones aren't these days? Uh, it's like half holiday that people know about, but outside like one or two movies, we don't have anything, and we, we there's no celebration for most people. Unless you live like out east where this is a big observance and a big thing. But pretty much for me, like Groundhog's Day entails possibly watching Groundhog's Day, which is a cool um, celebration, I guess, year to year. Uh, and then you kind of sort of check the internet or a paper to see if some beast saw his shadow, which is supposed to tell us something about weather. Um, and so, uh, yeah, for I don't know. It's it has to do with hibernation, I guess. But this we wait for this mammalian ground creature to try and tell us when the sun's coming out. When, according to Annie, it's coming out tomorrow, friends. So, just we can rest assured that the sun will come out. Uh, and I feel like Punxsutawney gives us the same verdict every year. Uh, but this this episode is not about Punxsutawney. Uh, we are going to, it, it's the Prairie Dog and It Groundhog Day special, so we're not here to talk about Groundhog's Day, but something cool about the groundhog. Uh, scientists, or perhaps random mole people who spend time below ground, have seen the tunnel systems of groundhogs, which you can go online and check this out, like the, the cross-section of groundhog tunnels and groundhog dens. Uh, but people have taken a look at these, and one of the things that they found is these furry little friends have a spot in their tunnel system where they go to leave their droppings. Uh, and it is separate from the places that they sleep. It is separate from the places that they eat. It is separate from all of the other little pockets and dens inside their tunnels. 
And that's because the groundhog understands one thing, that we need to be separated and away from our poop as much as possible. Uh, and so they found this like chamber of leavings, chamber of leavings. It's, it's, it's Punxsutawney Phil in the chamber of secretions. I'm proud of that. Uh, and it's cool to think about how these furry little guys have recognized, hey, spending time around the stuff that comes out of me because I ate stuff is bad and it makes me feel sick. So let's not do that and let's go poop in that corner and leave it in that corner. You have to establish which corner you're going to poop in or else you're going to have big, big problems, especially when you live underground. Uh, so they have these separate spots where they do their business. Um, and it's, it's this really cool reminder that from nature, our scat is bad for us. We know that. Uh, hopefully, the people we interact with on a daily basis know that. And it would seem from looking at groundhog tunnels that the groundhogs know that. Uh, and so here we have commonality with our groundhog friends. Thanks, groundhogs. And I'd argue that this is a more astute skill, first of all. If anything, this is a more astute skill than being able to not actually predict the weather, but crawl out of a hole and have a man in a black hat lift you into the air, take a picture for you to then scurry back into your hole. But that's, that's the contribution to bathrooms groundhogs have given us. Uh, and you might be thinking to yourself, hey, I think it's just Groundhog's Day, and this guy just hopped on the internet, and he just looked up groundhogs and bathrooms, and that's cheap. And first of all, I'd like to let you know that that's exactly what I did. And second, again, this is important information. If we don't know that groundhogs go to the bathroom in a separate place, what would we do with our own lives? You need to be ready to answer that question. But more importantly, there is this other idea attached to going to the bathroom that relates to ground-dwelling mammals, and that is the act of prairie-dogging it. So if you don't know, prairie-dogging it, or groundhogging it, if you will, for today's episode, uh, to keep with the theme, is when you have to poop and you're trying to get to the toilet, one might say you're working as hard as you can to get to the toilet or the chamber of secretion, and the turd has decided to, for lack of a better description, breach the safety of the human body. The turd has arrived in the open air of, of existence, and the prairie-dogging, groundhogging has begun. It's the process that happens after the log is peeking out and it's possibly making problems for your whiteies that a stain remover is unable to handle appropriately. It's, and if you've ever seen a prairie dog, you'll know what I'm talking about. These little guys, they'll come up and they'll kind of pop up and they'll look around, they'll look back and forth and, and they'll pop back down. And then they'll pop back up and they'll look around and then they'll pop back down. And so instead of a small prairie creature, insert a small, non-creaturely brown piece of human fecal matter, and that 
is the image that kind of prairie dogging has in mind when whoever named this named this. Um, to be clear, prairie dogging sounds endearing and whimsical, being named after this this fun little guy. But first, if you've ever had like farmland or had to interact with prairie dogs, they are somewhat of a nuisance. Um, there's ways to get rid of them. That's not what this podcast is about. Uh, but it's also just an awful, awful, awful experience. To be clear, it is not a desirable thing. Prairie dogging is one of those things that you hope you never have to do, but man, when it happens, you're like, oh man, I'm in the midst of it. I'm, I'm living, I guess, but also I'm going to have to really, really address what my undie uh, soil situation is here within the next probably half hour, hopefully sooner. Um, so for me and my experience, the, the prairie dog, and this is without fail, uh, the prairie dog always arrives to the farm when there is no bathroom in sight. So for me, this was whenever we would go out hiking or camping and you, you get, you know, an hour in and it, it just hits you. Wham! You have to go and you hold it for a while. But when you're exercising and hiking and doing that thing, uh, nature kind of helps the prairie dog find his way out. And so you're left with this moment of like, I'm either going to spread drawer over that log or I'm going to say my prayers, hope the prairie dog finds his way home, and I will make it to a toilet clean as a whistle. Just a little spoiler alert, you're never clean as a whistle. It's like your body can sense that there is no place to go, and that is when you have to go the most, in my experience. It's bad. Uh, and what's weird is that, like, I, I don't think... To me, prairie dogging seems to go on for some time. Um, yeah, it, it seems to be this like ongoing thing, and I think it's one of those, it's really five minutes, but it feels like five hours types things. Um, but the science behind what happens has everything to do with muscles. So uh, strap in, because here is Hunter's science lesson on privy. So there's an anal muscle and a sphincter muscle as the main lines of defense against the prairie dog. Uh, and we're not going to get into the weeds too much here because I'm not a scientist and I don't like the word sphincter. Uh, but what you need to know is that you can clench your booty muscles and it can help keep the poop in for some time. I hope that this is one day quoted as some sort of scientific knowledge. Uh, and I will be honored with that. Uh, but prairie dogging is when you let down the line of defense and the log gets caught between defense one and defense two and seems to be caught in limbo. So what happens is, is that inner, that inner tightening of muscles, maybe, you know, maybe you got distracted or maybe God forbid you sneezed or maybe who knows, you bent over to tie your shoes and the wind caught you right but it's that that letting up of the first set of of muscles that then allows the prairie dog to peek his head out of the hole 
here we are. Um, and then when you realize it, defense number two kicks into overdrive, and that's what that sensation of like, oh man, game over. It's time to free the dog. Um, so prairie dogging, again, is when you it's caught in between the two lines of defense, and it feels like he's getting ready to just scurry right on out of that tunnel. So technically, prairie dogging means you've reached the point of no return. You are not going to get the prairie dog back in the hole. You're just not going to do it. Um, and you need, you need to visit the privy to rid the critters. You've got to get rid of the critters. Um, I should also take this time um, with, with our highbrow conversation going on. It's time for a little PSA uh, about constipation. And that is that you need to poop. If you haven't realized it yet, the human body has to go to the bathroom and they have to poop. And if you hold it in too long, you become constipated. And more importantly, you don't feel good. Um, so from here, if you continue to keep the prairie dog in the tunnel, you may end up with what they call, th and this man, this is why I am not made for medical, the medical field or science, um, but you may end up with fecal impaction, uh, which is when the turd gets so big that it cannot be passed. So you get this like jumbo log uh, in your intestinal tract and it can't move. It is lodged because you have not gone to the bathroom. Uh, and from here, you can actually tear a hole in your tract, uh, and that leads to like fecal poisoning. And that is awful. No part of that sounds at all good. Um, and it's just a nice reminder if you gotta go, you gotta go. Poop in the wrong spot. In this case, if, if not going to the bathroom is taken to its, to its farthest and its longest conclusion, Poop in the wrong spot leads to poison. It leads to sadness and it leads to being sick and it's no good. And this is the reality that the groundhog can remind us of. We have to spend as much time away from our leavings as possible. Don't prairie dog it, groundhog and get rid of it. You've got to drop it. We've come full circle. This is, yeah, we've come full circle. This is, it's a weird episode, uh, but happy Groundhog's Day, I guess. Uh, I hope that you, if anything, will remember on Groundhog's Day to just go when you have to go. I mean, you can hold it for a bit, but there's no sense, especially with as many bathrooms as we have in the world, to try to make it to where you, you have to hold it in. Just, just get on it. Um, before we close, I do want to uh, take a second and, and do a little story time. So this is, uh, we'll call it Hunter's Fun Toilet Stories, uh, but I want to share one of my clearest memories of, of prairie dogging it. Uh, and so I think I was like 9 or 10, and we had gone out sledding. Uh, we lived in Montana, so there was plenty of snow. 
and we we had gone out sledding and it was dog cold and so we were bundled and i remember having like probably two to three layers top and bottom uh and so we were out sledding and we went to this uh spot that was right next to an old like a, a beef jerky plant where they made high country beef jerky um and I don't know if this was technically what we were supposed to be doing, but we were in their parking lot and they had this giant snow drift on this hill and we were sledding down the hill and like sort of sliding out into the parking lot. And the, the beef jerky plant must have been closed because one, we were sliding out into the parking lot of the beef jerky plant, but, and more importantly to the story, number two, d number two, I had to go to the bathroom and I, for whatever reason, was unable to go into the beef jerky plant to use the bathroom. And before you go, well, of course you wouldn't be allowed to go into some factory where they made beef jerky and go to the bathroom. That's silly. They, they had this like gift shop outpost where you could, they, it was like a visitor center. You could go in there. They had a bathroom. I've been in there countless times in my life. But for whatever reason, in this one instance, I was unable or not allowed to go into the beef jerky plant gift shop bathroom to use the bathroom. And I remember we were sledding with lots and lots of people. And so, and we're like, I mean, I'm like, I think I was 10. But leaving when you have that many people is a chore. And so I was like, hey, I, I got to go to the bathroom. And we, we got out of there pretty quick. And I remember being in the car and it just, it hit. The, the dog had arrived. And, and I'm like, oh man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally ruin this pair of undies. Um, and it was probably like a, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 minute drive back to where we were, were staying. Um, and I almost made it. And I say almost because, I mean, I didn't have a full-on, like, situation on my hands. Uh, but I definitely had, the prairie dog had definitely interacted with my underwear in a way that I did not like. Uh, I did have a stain, but there's no relief. What I learned from that experience um, is that there is no relief like having to go to the bathroom, not being able to use indoor plumbing, and then all of a sudden having access to an indoor plumbing toilet. It's great. Um, I don't remember why I didn't just go in the bushes or the trees that day. It might have been a temperature thing. It might have been a, a shoot, I'm too bundled and I'm not undoing this mess at this point thing. Um, but yeah, that was one of my fondest prairie dogging stories. Um, and there will be more to come. But uh, so this has been uh, Hunter's Toilet Stories. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, if you've heard more than you wanted, thanks for listening to Privy. Uh, if you wanted to know more about Groundhog's Day, uh, I hope you got something from this, but also. Thanks for listening. Um, and if you are, again, trying to get as much knowledge about very important toilet facts and toilet culture and 
all things toilet, almost all things. We're not far into this. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, please, please leave uh, a rating and a review. Each one of those helps the podcast uh, become more discoverable to others. Feel free to share the podcast. Uh, word of mouth is going to be huge in, in getting um, important toilet facts out to as many people as possible. Uh, as always, you can follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at PrivyCast. Uh, send an email privycast at gmail.com and always don't forget to flush. 